Hello and welcome to Sister Act. This is a podcast where two sisters talk about movie musicals. I am one of those sisters. My name is Jackie. I am the other one. My name is Nicola. And today we are talking about Spirited. Spirited. It's a movie on both of our top ten movies of the year list. Mm -hmm. So, spoilers, we we liked it. (laughs) Once again, we're very just behind our non-existent schedule. We watched this movie. Yeah, we did watch this a while ago. Several weeks ago. So Well, but the Lyle Lyle episode wasn't out yet, was it? No, it wasn't. So that that was the real source of the backlog. We're not we're not perpetually we're just still catching up from the Lyle Lyle backlog. No, that's not true because we were we released Lyle Lyle like at least two weeks ago. Yeah, but then there was like actual Christmas and stuff. Alright, anyway. Anyway, we are going to be recollecting this movie more so than would be ideal. And we are... It's been far too long since we saw Disenchanted. I don't know if we'll talk about that Oh, yeah, that's that definitely not on the docket anymore. I think we're just going to watch regular Enchanted. All right. But we also might try to watch Matilda. Yes, we do have to watch Matilda. Anyway, we won't make promises about what's coming in the future because, you know, life is short and... We should just live in the present. But uh, in the present, I liked this movie. <laughs> I liked yeah. The Ghost of Christmas Present, Will Ferrell. Um, and my biggest gripe about this movie is that I don't think it... Oh, it, there were there was there's a character who the bit is that he's always like, oh, are they going to sing now? And I'm not interested in that. This musical is just a good, old-fashioned movie musical. It's got big, built set pieces, really good choreography that we are seeing in a lot of wide-angle shots of these interesting spaces. Now that I, I like think it. about it, it's interesting that I had this movie higher on my top ten than you because my biggest gripe is much bigger than yours. It's that I didn't really like the music. <laughs> interesting. Okay, I respect that. This music feels like it was written to be sung by the people who are singing it, and they're not singers. And so unlike something like The Greatest Showman where it's like, there are these great demos of Jeremy Jordan singing these songs and then you just have to listen to Hugh Jackman like croaking through them. This feels like, like the view from here is like, it's not a song that inspires you to sing along. It's just like, it's just written exactly for the range of notes Octavia Spencer can sing, which are lower and limited, but they like fit right in her voice. It feels like this was obviously written for her to sing as well as possible. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's, all around better than The Greatest Showman. I didn't even mean to invoke that. Like, what a like, terrible I think, I think that the music, is, like, is actually paced into the story in ways that make sense and is relevant to the characters and their inner turmoil. It's, like, well-constructed musical, which is rare for Pasek and Yes, Paul. that's why I'm invoking The Greatest Showman, because it's so much better in that regard, I think. But I can't remember how any of the songs go. I bought the view from here on iTunes, because <laughs> I like it a lot. And I feel like that's... And I just read the title, that Christmas morning feeling, and it was like a little stuck in my head. Sing it. I can't remember how it went. Da, 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 Christmas morning feeling. Oh, da, da, okay. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Alright. So let's start talking about the movie. Um, so it starts with Rose Byrne. Not in enough of this movie, wearing a terrible wig. That's my second biggest gripe about this movie. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know she was going to be in it at all, so it was just a nice little cameo. It was a pleasant surprise, but... She is just, like, 
we start the movie with her like in a graveyard and the ghost of Christmas future or of what's to come or whatever is like pointing and she's like no like I'll change my ways whenever I see and then she gets sucked down and then she wakes up and she's like a better person. A child throws a ball onto her yard and all the other kids are like don't go get it she'll eat you and then but instead she's like the kid invites her to play, and she's like, you would let me play with you, even though I'm so terrible and always yelling? And the kid's like, yeah, it's Christmas. And she's like, it's Christmas. And then the ghosts appear, everyone freezes, and they tell her, like, you've We're done so it. proud of you. You're better. Go out and live the life that we've taught you you should live. And she's like, I will. And then she gets hit in the face with a ball when time resumes and everyone goes back to the Christmas dimension and they sing that Christmas morning feeling about how they've successfully haunted this woman. And we learn that the ghosts of Christmas past, future, and present, it's like an industry. They, they have a whole team yeah. of like people behind them in the afterlife. They haunt someone every year on Christmas in the tradition of a Christmas carol. And it's really crazy. And they didn't acknowledge it really at all until the very end. And I was like, thank you. This is so much better of a model. <laughs> but this, in like, there are so many, like, infinite number of people working here. And there's just one ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And they just haunt one person and then spend the whole rest of the year picking and planning for their next person. But I'm they're like, pretty thoroughly more than one for person a year. But anyway... Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas present, and as they're planning for next year, he really wants to... Well, it's oh, still so Christmas day morning. He Everyone's, like, celebrating. Yeah, they're going to they some say, Christmas tree convention to start... Well, this is all oh. before then. He's eligible for his retirement. Oh, right, he sings that whole song, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, the presence lament. This is not a catchy song. I couldn't tell you a lyric or a bar from it, but... Well, it, it, one lyric is like, what if I ruin everything? <laughs> Great. Okay. Basically, he's like, ta th there's some HR woman who's really mad at him because he's been working for too long. And yes, he's been he eligible for retirement for like 40 years and he never takes his retirement. And his retirement is that he could go back to Earth and live again as a human. And he is really nervous that if he goes back to being a human and retires, that like, He'll make a mess of his life, or just that, like, he I don't know. It's, a... it's very vague at this point, because we can't know the big reveal, so this song just But the song like, is, no, no, the song doesn't feel totally vague. It's like, he <laughs> wants a kid, he, he sings about what he wants, Yes, mostly. he does sing about what he wants, but then, out of nowhere, he's like, but what if I ruin everything? And I'm like, well, why would you ruin everything? It, it That mm. part felt like out of place for me. Interesting. I was just like, I guess it's yeah, like... classic <laughs> doubt sets in in the middle of the song. <laughs> but it was like, it wasn't just like, oh, but uncertainty in the future. It was like, what if I ruin everything like I did in my past life? And I'm like, what did you, like, what? Whatever. I don't know. It, it's fine. It was foreshadowing or it was putting a little hint or something. Patrick but. Page comes in and tells him, hey, we gotta go to the Christmas tree convention. Don't worry. I'm whatever the name of it. Jacob Morley and you're great and look at all these. You know, he's like, what if we're not doing enough? That's another thing that he's thinking is like, what if we're not doing enough? What if we're not like using our hauntings to the full capacity that we could? 
Jacob Marley's like, look at all these souls that we've redeemed. Roseburn appears in the Hall of Saved Souls or whatever, and he's like, we're doing important work. Let's get ready for next year. They go to the Christmas tree convention. So they're pl they have a plan for who they're going to haunt next Christmas. It's just like some asshole that works at He's the, the manager of the convention. hotel where the convention is taking oh, place. Oh, he doesn't even have anything to do with Christmas trees. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in Canada, but they're not in Canada for the rest of the movie. Yes, Just in case true. that's a point of confusion for you, because it, <laughs> it was for me. For us. <laughs> um, but then... What's his name is just present? The character, the ghost of Christmas present, mm -hmm. Will Ferrell's character. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess we, we could just call him Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna look at something else. I'm bored of this guy, and then he watches Ryan Reynolds give a speech about how. No, no, no. He doesn't. What happens? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is on the phone, and he's like. Yeah, and kill my little puppy or whatever the heck. Standing right in front of Will Ferrell when Ferrell's like, whoa, this guy has a crazy negative energy around um, him and follows right, him yeah. on stage. Octavia Spencer's in the wings. He's like, that woman's beautiful. But anyway, I'm more interested in this presentation that's happening. Ryan Reynolds walks straight on stage. He's like, you can't even afford me. Anyway, here's my <laughs> advice, Christmas tree growers. And he sings this song to rile them up and make them, you know, he's using conflict and derision and splitting people apart, making people choose sides on social media as a way to drum up interest in Christmas trees, in real Christmas trees. And yeah. because he, so this he's turning Christmas trees is into all a cultural Christmas war tree issue. farmers and he's like, you all suck and are going to die in poverty because no one <laughs> wants a real Christmas tree and it's your fault. But I am going to start saying And that also at the start of this, some guy's like, you know, we just want to talk about the health insurance plan. We don't have money to pay this fancy New York PR person. And then someone else is like, no, you know, we got to pay for the PR person because broadly our industry is suffering. How can we care solve the health insurance problem without this? And then Ryan Reynolds comes on and he's like, yeah, you can't afford me. <laughs> and this turns into a big musical number called Bringing Back Christmas. And that one I could sing you for you. Like, you could? We're I bringing can. back Christmas. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> but still, I can sing um, a lot of these. <laughs> and, he, he, like, they're literally eating out of his hands. And then we see Jimmy <laughs> Fallon yeah, on The Tonight Show is talking about this new culture war of, like, if you got a fake tree, you're a hipster. And if you got a real tree, or, no, if you got a real tree, you're a hipster. But if you got a fake tree, you hate Jesus and Santa. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and he's like, get a load of this, it's going viral on Twitter. Um, and, and then... Ryan Reynolds sings this whole, like, this is really, like, he just looks like such a natural showman. It's like, wow, it's crazy that Ryan Reynolds hasn't been in a musical before. It is crazy. He's not, like, the strongest singer, but he's not a bad singer, and he does just seem like he it's really got the could... presence of a musical man. Yeah, he really, he has, like, he's... Hugh Jackman energy, and yeah. it's interesting to realize, like, he hasn't had the same career as Hugh Jackman because he could have. Yeah. But Hugh Jackman could not have the career that Ryan Reynolds Actually, had. I feel like they kind of had similar careers. They both did <laughs> superhero-y things. They both... I don't really think of... Oh, I guess whatever that movie is, Deadpool. Yeah. I was thinking about the Green Lantern. <laughs> sure. 
And he was also Deadpool in the Wolverine movie. That's true. What is the thing you think that well, Hugh Jackman couldn't do that Ryan Reynolds does? I just think of Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds like, as funnier. like an asshole in all of his <laughs> movies. <laughs> okay. He's just always in romantic comedies where he like starts as a terrible guy and then like what about the comes nice at the end. He's endearing in that. I don't he actually is. know that much of Ryan Reynolds' body. He is endearing work. in I don't feel that. like he has it's a distinct like, brand. It's like one of his best movies. Because he's not an asshole at the beginning. What but he kind movies? of is. What are all these movies where he's an asshole at the beginning? <laughs> um, I'm going to say a movie that I don't even know to <laughs> The Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, right? I don't know what that is. Well, he's like an asshole and he has all these girlfriends and they're like, you were horrible to me. There's a movie that I hate <laughs> called Just Friends. Where he was, like, fat in high school, and now he's, like, this guy, like, rich and hot, and he's, like, trying to get this girl that he was friends with in high school, and he's just, like, horrible. I feel like that was his brand in, like, the, like, 2000s. Yeah, I just don't, I frankly don't really know, and I, to me, Ryan Reynolds' brand is, like, Weirdly, I own an advertising agency and a mobile phone. <laughs> and, mobile. Yeah, and, and a, a football club. Like, he's just got, like, a weird, chaotic energy. Yeah, he does. But anyway, anyway. he could have been, like, a, 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 a in the sea of different personality types and brands that he has, one of them it could be Song and Dance Man, and now it is. Yes. So For me, at least. And anyone with Apple TV. Will Ferrell sees this and he's like, someone get me this guy's file. We gotta haunt him next year. And then they're in a meeting planning for this hotel manager and he's like, guys, we have to do Ryan Reynolds instead because he has well, he's influence and like he's haunting pitching him can him. actually make yeah. a difference. And then Patrick Page is like, no way, ain't gonna happen. And he's like, why not? And then he throws a file across the table and it says unredeemable. And they're like, we can't do an unredeemable. It would be a waste of time. Like, he's unredeemable. Yes. And then Will Ferrell is like, no, we have to. But the reason he's unredeemable, yeah, he looks through the file and the reason he's unredeemable is because he doesn't believe that people can change. Like, it's not that he's done such bad things, it's just that he doesn't his personality is not susceptible. He's going to be harder to change. So that's what, so he's like, that's like not, you know, it's not like he's a, a, a horrible murderer with no, like a psychopath with no empathy or whatever. He just, he just is, doesn't believe that people can change. I believe that we can change him though. And he's trying to make his case. He starts singing a song called Regretful. Yes. And that's been in my head a little bit too sometimes. Not the beginning, the like full this, version. And making a ripple. <laughs> No, I think it goes, ripple, ripple. <laughs> and he... So we start singing and then Patrick Page is like, I'll let you do it if you stop singing. And he's like, oh my god, really? Okay, great. And the song ends. But then in the credits, they do the whole song. Yeah. Um, so they are going ahead. They start, we get a little montage of them preparing to haunt um ryan reynolds they're building out sets for you know there's like a movie production they're building out all of the details from his child his past for the ghost of christmas past they're building out his present they're researching stuff 
it's like kind of montage and then we get to a moment in the we like now it's like almost Christmas we've jumped to ahead to like December and we're in his place of work watching him get we're getting ready for the present component I guess that's why Will Ferrell's there the ghosts are watching as he has a conversation with his niece yes yes so he is the middle of three children and his older sister had a daughter and then she died of cancer and now his younger brother is raising her. And, and the kid wants to be wants to run for class president. And Ryan and he they've come to him, Ryan Reynolds because he runs a PR firm and they're like, We need strategy advice for how to run this campaign. And he's like, Yeah, of course, it's easy. We just well, ruin the life of the he's kid. Like, no, I don't want to do this. You're still oh, right. yeah, my yeah, family. Yeah. And then they're like, please. The, the dad I don't like, know what happened. They, they invoke the memory of the sister. They're like, mm-hmm. you said, if she ever needed something that you would be there or whatever. And he's like, ah, fine. I will do all this stuff. He comes up with this like PR strategy. That's it's like Octavia Spencer, go dig up any dirt you can find on this sixth grader. And she's like, God, I hate my job, but okay. So she goes, Will Ferrell follows her. Will Ferrell says, like, you guys watch this. I'm going to follow her in case this plot line turns out to be anything. And Um, they're all like, sure. So he goes. he's got a crush. He watches (laughs) Octavia Spencer sing The View From Here, which is, I could sing the whole thing for you. I have purchased it on iTunes. (laughs) Um, It's like, basically she's just saying, like, oh, I wish that I was a better person than I am. I'm, like, doing oppo research on a 12-year-old. This is messed up. But then in the process of doing the research, she also finds a video of Josh. Yeah, Josh's parents, like, run a charity, and he volunteers at a homeless shelter a lot. And But then there was a video, or maybe this was in sixth grade, and they're actually in, like, eighth grade or something. That's what I think it is. Yes, this was, like, two years ago. This was in the so past. So when he was in sixth grade, he posted and then immediately deleted a story where he's like, ugh, when your parents make you eat dinner with a homeless person, homeless people are so gross. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Josh, I got you. <laughs> And then so, Ryan Reynolds is like, oh, Josh, we got you. This is perfect. Yeah, Please. Octavia Spencer's like, gonna go quit. Well, Farrell's like, yeah, you've got this. Go tell him that you don't want this job, that you don't want to do this. But then she's like, she chickens out. She's like, I found something. And she shares the video. And Ryan Reynolds like, here's the whole strategy. You're gonna post, he, you're gonna wait for him to post something positive about this year's charity thing. Then you'll post the video so everyone can connect the dots and see he's a hypocrite. He'll get canceled. You gotta fail all your classes. Also, this was mentioned oh, earlier. Yeah. So that you seem like you're of the people, and then you're, like, portraying him as this, like, above us person who thinks he's better than everyone, and then you share this video, and it's like, oh, he's a hypocrite, he's not even better than us, and then you'll win. That's the that's the strategy for being president. And as they're walking away, Octavia Spencer is like, God, I am a horrible person. And then Will Ferrell was like, no, you're not. And she's like... Who are you? And he's like, what? <laughs> so um, Roberto. Roberto. C. Fishman. <laughs> he just keeps saying names and it's very funny. Um, and she's like, what are you doing here? Like, why? how do you know I'm not a terrible person? And he's like, um, I work here and I just, I can tell. I don't know. 
then he's like, okay, I'm the ghost of Christmas present, and I'm gonna haunt your boss tomorrow. And she's like, all right, good luck with that, Roberto. See you around. See you, Fishman. <laughs> and then the ghost of pa- Christmas past and future are like, whoa, how did you, did you get her to see you because you have a crush? And he's like, what? No. Anyway. Yeah. And it's Sunita Manny and she's like, that was too many names. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was my favorite joke in the movie, I think. And it really made me laugh. <laughs> and it was just fun that every time Octavia Spencer would then see him, <laughs> she'd be like, Roberto! <laughs> um, so then he's Time for Christmas. going home, gonna get ready for some big Christmas Eve party he's that he's hosting, hosting at his party. apartment. And the haunting begins. And Patrick Jacob Morley sings, sings the opening number. The story of your life. And he keeps interrupting, and Patrick and Patrick Page is like, "This sucks. This guy is just has the worst energy for haunting." He keeps like asking his snide little Ryan Reynoldsy questions, um, so he like ends the number early. He's like, "Good luck to you guys." So then they start the haunt in proper um, with the Ghost of Christmas Past, but then she comes back in like <laughs> five minutes. And she's like, yeah, um, we slept together, and now it's awkward. <laughs> so she asks so Will Ferrell to like, take over the past. Um, so then he does. We see his a Christmas when his mom got him a like dog bowl with the name Sparky on it. And he's like, oh my god, you got me a puppy? And then she's like... Well, I did, but somebody forgot to close the back door, and he got out. And then his older sister is like, she's lying. Like, she is just terrible. And then he goes out and looks for Sparky all night. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, why are you showing me this? Like, this was the, this Christmas taught me a great lesson that people would rather believe lies than whatever see the obvious truth yeah yeah and then they go and they see like a christmas when he lost he had this girlfriend and they things don't work out between them and we're seeing the holiday related strife in their relationship and he's like okay yeah like whatever i I don't i that's you know they go and they see that she's spending her christmas present with a boyfriend and yeah exactly and he's like i don't want this that's fine but then they do try to see a, a scene from his past that he can't, you know, like, it's the, he can't actually Yeah, also, it. Will Ferrell is getting very annoyed with Ryan Reynolds, and he's really, like, winging it. And Ryan Reynolds keeps asking him questions about his life, and he's trying to deflect. And then he's like, all right, screw it. Let's go to this Yes, scene. yeah. Oh, we go to the, he, first we see the scene where Oct- he gets, he, like, does something bad to a politician. He, like, uses some unscrupulous PR strategies and gets fired. But then he's like, well, that's fine. I'm just going to take all your clients and start my own company. And Oh, right. And Ryan, right. But he's like, well, but I also took Octavia Spencer with me. You know, like, her potential was being wasted here. You're not in- including all the good things I've done. And, and that's he's what he's like, like. Do you think that was good? Hey, guys, I know this isn't in the script, but show him the other day, yesterday, or earlier today, when oh, yeah, Octavia Spencer she- said that she thinks she's a horrible person. And then... 
Will Ferrell is like, no, you're not. She's like, what? And then he's like, never mind, pause. <laughs> and then Ryan Reynolds is like, you talk to Octavia Spencer? And then he's really, like, trying to grill him on, like, what? oh, you have a crush on her? What's going on? So then he's like, you know what, screw it. Let's go to the moment that's supposed to be your, like, big like key, key memory. And this memory is his sister dying and asking him to raise her daughter. And he is like, no. And then, but we don't see it yet, but we, like, know that that's what it's going to be. But he storms out. And then... And he's, like, running around and manages to sneak into, like, Will Ferrell's, like, genuinely lost control of him and everyone's trying to find him and, like, adjust stuff, but then he notices what's happening and he jumps into some door and then he's, like, in the Christmas realm, like, the dimension where all of the employees who run this ghostly operation are. And they're like, oh god, (laughs) he's loose! (laughs) And so Will Ferrell winds up taking him into he's like i see that you're being reluctant or whatever and blah 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 and you're not engaging but like this is important why don't we let me show you something and he walks through a door and ryan reynolds doesn't follow and then he sticks his head out he's like hey come on we're going you gotta look at this and what we see is will ferrell's past and this is the twist yes who he was scrooge The only other unredeemable person to go through the haunting. Yes, which we did get, it is mentioned at one point, like, oh, only one person has ever been, unredeemable person's been done before. And it turns out that person is Will Ferrell. But, while they're walking through Will Ferrell's past, Ryan Reynolds finds out that he died, like, 14 days after he was redeemed. So he's like, well, how do you know that you really changed them? Like, maybe you would have gone back to being like that after a month or something. Yeah, it's easy to be good for three weeks. And so he's sort of, like, sowing seeds of doubt in Will Ferrell's mind, and then he winds up encouraging Will Ferrell to be bad, because they learned that saying good afternoon is, like, rude in... It's like saying F you in the 1800s. Yeah, so then they So sing. then they do a whole musical number. This one I remember because it just goes, Good afternoon! Good afternoon! Good afternoon! Um, <laughs> and they're just like, burning buildings, <laughs> pushing children, um... A man is like in a hot air balloon and they cut it loose <laughs> or something. Um, and it's very chaotic, and they're tap dancing, and, and it's fun. And then Patrick Page is like, ahem. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Will Ferrell's in trouble, and Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, no, he shouldn't be in trouble. And he's like, shut up. And then he's So then like, Will Ferrell is told to do the... Just stay on script, no yeah. ad-libbing. And then, so then he's trying to stay on script, and Ryan Reynolds is like, seriously, you're just gonna stay on script? Like, I'm gonna keep badgering you about Octavia Spencer, and they, yeah, This is when they look at the present, yeah. and they see the girl, and she's like, he's like, this isn't even what I want, it's what you want. He just keeps talking about Octavia Spencer. They, they go to the party. What do they see at the party? Everyone's, oh, like, everyone's talking, talking shit, about, shit him. about him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, it's like, you know, it's your classic Ghost of Christmas present, but eventually, what do, they, what do they do that's off script? They go back to the past. 
Yes, they go back to that event in the past oh, because he's yeah. finally like ready and receptive to it. And so they go back, they do the the scene, we see the full scene where mm-hmm. he, his sister asks him to care for the kid and he kind of swarms out of it and doesn't take on that responsibility and regrets it. And then he, you know, like is kind of emotional about it and he's like, yeah, like I fucked up or whatever, I'm terrible, I hate that about myself. And then he's like, great, yeah, you're like ready for, that's the end of the present piece. And Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, what the heck? Like I was just all vulnerable and then you just leave? That's not fair. Um, and starts sort of, like, taunting him about his own failures. And isn't he like, I won't keep going unless you retire or something? Because that was before when he was in trouble. So, we forgot about this, but before Will Ferrell sings Ripple, he's like, if we don't do this unredeemable, I'll retire. Yes. And then Patrick Page is like, you're bluffing. And then he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, all right, here, if you take this key or whatever. It's a watch. Okay. (laughs) So then Patrick Page is like, I should have made you retire when you threatened it. And then he's like, ooh, what happens when you retire? Oh, right. Yes, he knows that that's the... And then he's like, face it, you won't retire because you are terrified that you will go back to being bad and that you are truly unredeemable. Like, I'm not going to be redeemable unless you retire and do this with me or something. Yes, they both make that commitment. At some point, it seems like according to the song listing, Will Ryan Reynolds sings a whole song that I just don't remember, so that's really an indictment of me saying the music is memorable. <laughs> but Yeah, I guess he sings... Oh, he sings the story of your he life. He's a reprise of a song I don't remember how Christmas it goes. Present. So that's pretty embarrassing that it, that song sung twice. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a lick of it. And then Will Ferrell sings a big ballad called Unredeemable. Yes, this, and this one is like, Am I forever unredeemable? And the choreography is really cool. They've got these like flashlights. In it's really thing. cool, but also like really headache but I guess I will take this moment to say that it was just like, I this even though I don't love the songs, this is such a good movie musical because it's just like some of the best choreography of it. Like, the West Side Story reboot notwithstanding of like, <laughs> of recent movie musicals. It's like full scale, beautiful choreography. It just made me really happy to watch all of the musical numbers. And there's something about the West Side Story remake that feels like vintage and like, oh, like we're doing this sort of old school thing. And there's something very like cool to me about seeing those like techniques, like Mm -hmm. wide shots, big stages, trained dancers doing impressive choreography and, and, you know, like incorporating movie made like like it feels like a movie musical mm-hmm. not just like yeah the, you know like the producers or whatever but to a story and a script and a t- and a music style too like these Pasek and Paul kind of pop feeling songs like it feels very modern like yeah. unlike West Side Story which feels like oh like a beautiful 1950s musical again it feels like a 2020s mm-hmm. yeah m- movie musical it, which yeah is cool. it just felt like exciting like we can have this in the present and yes. it doesn't have to be a remake of a 60s Jerome Robbins thing. Yeah. Like, we can think about it not as an homage, but as just a thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Even though 
all of the moving lights for me was not great. Mm -hmm. The idea of the innovation and the large-scale choreography made me happy. Yeah. And then he retires at the end of the song. Yes, he takes the watch. They get yelled at again because he's gone off script. Yeah. In some way, because he's showing him something from his pile. Yeah. We're gonna no, do it's a point because that they go back to the past. Oh, they weren't supposed to do that, yeah. and Patrick Page comes and yells at them. Mm-hmm. But then he's... Will Ferrell speaks up and says, you know, the first time Patrick Page chastises them and then sends... Oh, that's what happens. Patrick Page, in the first thing, says, like, and claps his hands or whatever, and Ryan Reynolds yeah, gets he, sucked into a... Because he says, shut backing. up to Ryan Reynolds, but he's also, like, get out of here. Ryan Reynolds wakes up at his party... And then he goes to a room and Will Ferrell is, like, dressed, like, in the, the ghost, ghost of Christmas, Christmas present, like, yeah. from I'll back in the day. Yeah, exactly. But then the second time, Will Ferrell reaches out and takes his hand and doesn't let him get zoinked away. And is like, no, no, like, he's got a point. I do need to, like, take my retirement, live my life. I'm afraid I'm unredeemable and I need to address that or whatever. And Patrick Page, at the end of this very moving number, lets him, he gives him the watch, he takes it. And then he wakes up in bed with Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, oh my gosh, I can feel things. He takes a shower, he's itchy. He has an itchy back. And which is like, that is the moment that I'm like, oh, this is the type of Will Ferrell humor that I hate. <laughs> but the rest of the movie, I don't know, Will Ferrell is super hit or miss for me. And most of this movie was hit, but the, oh, it's gross for a man to scratch another man's back and whatever. It's just not funny to me. Yeah, but it's not like I. I don't feel like that's the joke. It's interesting that that's in a oh Will Ferrell and talking about his body and like just gross body humor. I don't know. There's something that it just doesn't click with me. I can't really describe it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like love that moment, but it didn't feel to me like gross body. Like it felt to me like the it was just an extension of this broader joke of like whoa being able to feel things, but yes, it's weird that it's an itch. Anyway. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. It's I not respect a your reaction thing. it just to made it. me think about other Will Ferrell movies that I don't like. Yes. <laughs> I agree with your take on Will Ferrell. Um, but then, he's he wearing he keeps walking Ryan to Reynolds Reynolds too. clothes oh and they're really <laughs> tight on small him. Room. And then he, he sees Octavia yeah, Spencer. And they talk. She's like, hey, Ryan. And Ryan Reynolds tries to sort of, like, tee him up, like, set him up. But then, so they wind up splitting up. He's gonna, Ryan, Will Ferrell's gonna go on a walk with Octavia Spencer. Ryan Reynolds has to go be haunted again. And Will Ferrell's like, hey, just hear out what the ghost, like, you know, the future is not set in stone, but take it seriously, please. Like, try to engage with what the ghost of Christmas future has to say. Also, during the present haunting, we see um, his niece is gonna so they go to the homeless shelter where josh is and he takes or his dad takes a picture of him and then he's like hey pretty presidential and josh is like well i don't want to post that and make people think that i'm just like being fake or whatever just doing it for votes and then his dad is like come on post it you look good (laughs) you're hot son (laughs) and then he does and Brian Reynolds is like, ha, see? He posted it. Even though and he acted like whatever, he still did it. And then we see the niece. And Ryan Reynolds is like, she's it. not going to post it. Like, I know I told her to, but I know that she won't. And then she does. And he's like, you don't know everything. 
Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds is like genuinely a little bit shaken by that. So now, but before well, before yeah. this happens, just a little B plot here, which is the Octavia Spencer Will Ferrell yeah. romance. They're just on a walk. They're like in Hoboken. They're like looking <laughs> across the river is the city. Like they're across from the Empire State Building. I don't really know where they are. But they they're on a lovely a walk. reprise of the view from here, and they're just like cute. Yeah. Um, but now and that's over. Now, now we're at the <laughs> now ice Ryan Reynolds work. is being haunted. haunted. He's seeing the future. And I can only remember one thing, which is the Josh thing. Did he see something else before that? Um, I think it's just the Josh thing. Okay, so he sees... Because I was, like, alarmed by this. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. So he sees a, like, candlelight vigil and then realizes that Josh killed himself from the bullying that ensued after his niece posted that video. And he's like, what? That wouldn't (laughs) happen? Come on. Like, it was just one thing. And the ghost of Christmas future, like, points, Yeah, the ghost of Christmas future doesn't speak. It was sort of mentioned early in the film that he, like, wishes he could speak, but he's never successful at it. But that's great for Ryan Reynolds, because he's so, like, talky and distracty. He can't distract the ghost of Christmas future from his He's voiced by Tracy Morgan, and when they're, like, working, he's like, I've been working on catchphrases, I'm gonna say, like... You just got Scrooge, bitch, or something. <laughs> but then um, the Ghost of Christmas Past was like, you always want to say something, but then when it's showtime, you can never get anything out. So then after that, he's like, no, I don't believe that that would happen. Then they go to the graveyard. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, this is how it ends, but I'm not going to change. Yada, yada. And then um, for some reason, the Ghost of Christmas Past runs in. What happened? He starts. Fi- he finally speaks. He's like, "You no, killed I, my best friend." I thought that the ghost that she. Oh, she comes in because he like starts attacking. Yeah, him. he's like physically. Okay, he yeah. like lifts Ryan Reynolds <laughs> fully in the air and is like yelling at him. Yeah, he's like, "You made my best friend retire," and then. I don't Sunita Manny runs up. She's like, "Um, where?" And then he gets like sucked back into life, and he's like. Mm. Oh god, I gotta go save that kid. Because yeah. he is, like, shaken by the Josh thing, so he's, like, so trying to... So he goes to the ice rink where his niece and brother are. Somehow Will Ferrell is there. Oh, because it's the... They did it all in one night? So it's Christmas... The Christmas it present is, would be the like next day? It's, like, 3 a.m. on Christmas or something. Somehow it, the timing works out I that he know. can it run directly really to the ice rink... And still stop what was happening. So he's, like, running to the ice rink. Oh, wait. They're, like, back in his apartment. And he's, like... Yes, Will Ferrell's, like, on the couch. Was the present actually happening in the present? Or, like, can we go back and change it? And he's, like, what are you talking... What did you see? And then they're running up the stairs and Ryan Reynolds, like, face plants. Oh, yeah, he's, like, (laughs) (laughs) And they run to the ice rink and Octavia Spencer is there, but not with Will Ferrell because she's, she's there to quit. Convinced. No, oh, no, she stopped the kid who's doing it. I they're forgot. running across the ice trying to get to stop the niece, but they're not. Running and she the stopped. And she did it because she was inspired like, by Roberto C. Fishman Pratt. Like Octavia Spencer, you don't even know what you just did by stopping me from getting there. And she's like, I know what I did, and I should have done it. 
before I got her to delete the video and he's like oh thank god and then Bill Farrell is like oh my god it's everyone to wait this is gonna be so awesome all the ghosts are gonna come and you're gonna get a big musical number because you've been redeemed and then nothing happens and Ryan Reynolds is like yeah I told you that like I'm unredeemable like I don't actually I'm not gonna change and then Will Ferrell is like all upset and he's running through the streets and then does something happen in their conversation worth noting or does he just do this? <laughs> I think he just does this. Okay so he walks right in front of a bus and then Ryan Reynolds pushes him out of the way and, and then freeze. just as he's about to get hit by the bus everything freezes. And then he gets his big redemption song. Yes, it's do a little good. They sing about how what you need to do is just try to be a little bit better every day and you will be a better person and everyone's redeemable. And then time resumes and he gets hit by the bus and, and he flies. He's dead. Yeah, he's killed. And he's like, what? That sucks. <laughs> this is a terrible ending. And Patrick Page is like, well, your sacrifice like it would have no meaning have if it didn't yeah, if it didn't have consequences. And then he sees his sister, and they're like, oh, okay, you're dead, bye. And he's like, no, I have a better idea. And then we see that he, not only has he become the new ghost of Christmas present, but he's also revamped the system so that there's many ghosts <laughs> of Christmas past, present, and future. I actually think and it's just one haunting. Christmas past, present, and future, but they also have like a Hanukkah and a Kwanzaa. Like, I think Wait, it was multiple what? holidays. I but I could be wrong. Because there were multiple people dressed in exactly the same Oh, maybe. Things. But they also had Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, I'm And also sure. Ryan Reynolds and Ghost of Christmas, Pre of Christmas Past, like, get married or something. Yes. And yes. his sister is now working with... Yeah, this, he sees the, like, like, ghostly specter of his sister when they're like, you're dead. And she's like, hey, I'm so proud of you for doing good. And, like being redeemed and let's go on to the next life and then that's when he's like no 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 wait I have this other idea yeah that's idea. what I said oh you said his sister was there yeah I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. and now his sister is here too his sister's and everywhere and he goes and visits Octavia Spencer and Will Ferrell and their children and Will Ferrell helps him with someone that he's trying to haunt and and his child is named like Richard J. Fisher <laughs> And that's the end. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, I feel like we did a bad job describing it when we got to the middle, because we did forget stuff, and so I'm sorry about that. But hopefully we conveyed that it's good and you should see it. Yeah. I wasn't sure how I felt about, like, the morals of it, like, the, the, like... It's just very interesting to see it be so... It's interesting to think about A Christmas Carol being probably actually exactly like this in the moment, where I feel like... There's something, like, quaint and silly and kind of didactic about, like, the tiny Tim of it all, but it's, like, I guess there was a time where that's, like, that wasn't, like, that was just, like, literally what the world was. And that's, I'm not expressing myself yeah, clearly. But the, the Josh thing just feels so, like, 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 the consequences of your actions are a real child could die this in a real way. There's also a joke throughout the movie that you just reminded me about that, um... Will Ferrell can't remember the name of Tiny Tim. Oh, and he's like, 
there was a boy that I was yelling at who was like super small Sammy or something. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds was like, it was freaking Tiny Tim. But, um, yes. It was, people just died more often but, in the but 1800s. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that, like, there is something kind of shocking and visceral about the idea of a child killing himself because of bullying on social media. But that's, like, a real death that happens these days. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, the story of A Christmas Carol, you feel some distance from, like, tiny, the way that Tiny Tim oh, dies. But, yeah. you know, in the I 1800s... I thought it was a good it's, way to yeah. make it relevant. Like, A Christmas time. Carol does, like, very viscerally feature a realistic death of a child in a way that I just don't really process as someone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it feels just like, oh, like an allegorical morality tale from the, set in the old-timey past. But it was written in the past. So it didn't feel old-timey. It felt like, mm-hmm. uh, fuck. I'm not better, kids will die. <laughs> like, yeah. Just interesting. Interesting to think about that and then to receive that story. Like, yeah. And then with the layer of, like, with the with the layer of cynicism of, like, do people actually change when the stakes are children die? It's like, well, you gotta hope that they do. Like, surely we could, should hope that we can prevent children's death. And then the movie kind of gets there. But it's just, like, I think it's jarring... To have this also element of, like, doubt that anything can even be done about this. But obviously something can be done, because Octavia Spencer is inspired by Scrooge to be better. So, yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know. It's, like, it's meatier than I think it seems on the surface. Like, it is. Yeah, no. It's it's something to It really, especially the whole section about the fact that Scrooge died, like, two weeks after his haunting, that, like super both watching it and describing it makes me think of whatever that season three of the good place where Eleanor like really starts being good after like she's saved by Ted Danson and then like a few months in she goes back to like mm-hmm. how she was before like, yeah 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 just that it, like it's hard to consistently be a good person but like it's worth the effort and I just like there was a lot I was thinking about ethics and morals a lot throughout yeah in a way that was like wow I'm having a great time but also like (laughs) inspired by humanity in a way that is similar to why I like the good place it's a good genre of comedy that people should continue (laughs) making ethical comedy (laughs) Yeah. yeah I agree and that's spirited. And we recommend it. Yeah. Even though, I don't know but if we want to watch a Christmas movie now. Oh, that's <laughs> we did really miss the window to get you to see it. Put it in the, put it in the queue for next year. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Thanks for listening. Please listen in the future if you want. <laughs> oh. Alright, Bye. bye. <laughs>